the Capitals at this year's NHL Draft. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the caps at this year's NHL draft, and they will be involved in the NHL lottery for the first time in quite some time. Uh, we know that, you know, it's tough that the Caps didn't have the season that they were looking for, but it is not all doom and gloom. There is a silver lining. The Caps have some really great picks at this year's draft and coming year's draft, so that is exciting. A little bit later in the show, we will also talk about the players themselves. Who are some of the biggest names in this year's NHL draft? And then later in the show, we will talk historically how the Caps have done in the draft and what we can expect going forward. But just to get it going here, the Caps, this year, again, we know you know that they didn't make it to the playoffs, and that's a bad thing. But what's a good thing? That means they have a better placement in this year's draft, and they are going to be participating in the draft lottery for the first time in quite some time. So that is exciting in and of itself. The Caps now have six picks in the 2023 NHL draft, including two first-round picks and three total picks in the first two rounds. Washington owns their first, second, fourth, fifth, and seventh-round picks, as well as Boston's first-round pick in 2023. So uh, the Caps have a lot of draft capital, so they have a lot of options. They can use some of that draft capital at the draft. They could also use some of that to pick up players this offseason. We know that Brian McClellan said that he wants to solidify the top six. He could use some of that draft capital to obtain other players. So it doesn't necessarily all have to be used at the draft, but it is exciting that they have that flexibility. As we know, the Washington Caps acquired a 2023 first-round pick, a 2025 second-round pick, and a 2024 third-round pick, and forward Craig Smith from the Bruins in exchange for Orloff and Garnet Hathaway. So just that move that was a difficult one to stomach, uh, especially considering how great Dimitri Orloff is playing right now in Boston. They have some really great young options for years to come if they choose to do it in this year in coming year's draft. So it is exciting, that is for sure. The Caps, who missed the Stanley Cup playoffs for the first time in eight seasons after finishing with a 35-37-10 record, find themselves in a somewhat unfamiliar territory. The Caps will be taking part in this year's NHL draft lottery for the first time 
in nearly a decade. That is exciting. So you can kind of just brush off this last season as let's face it, it wasn't, you know, what we wanted it to be, but we can look forward to the potential of having a really great option at this year's draft lottery, something they haven't been involved in since 20. 14. It's exciting. The 2023 NHL Draft Lottery lottery will be held on May 8th at 7 p.m. The date for the 2023 NHL Draft will be held on Wednesday, June 28th and Thursday, June 29th. So this summer is going to be exciting. The draft lottery, the draft itself, this team can get younger and faster. We hear about it all the time. When can you make good on that at the draft? I understand that these players generally don't go from the draft to playing in the NHL. I'm pretty sure Connor Bedard will, but um, you know, generally speaking, that's not the case. Sometimes these players need to work their way up. I guess it depends on what kind of draft pick they get. I mean, you take a look at Ovechkin and that kind of thing. It's sometimes they can catapult right to the top. It just depends upon who we're talking about. The Caps finish with nearly identical record to the Red Wings to end the regular season. However, the Caps were awarded one percentage point higher since the Red Wings. 28 regulation wins outnumbered the Capitals' 27 regulation wins. This awarded the Caps the tiebreaker and better lottery odds. The Caps sit behind the Flyers in the lottery who finished their season 31, 38, and 13, writes NBC Sports Washington. So there is the possibility that they could land the big fish, the biggest fish, Connor Bedard, a generational player. That is for sure. We have not seen a player like Connor Bedard come along for quite some time, but it's not just Bedard. And a little bit later, I'll talk about some of the other big players as well. The Caps currently have the eight best odds, uh, 6.0 at landing the number one overall pick. Did you hear that? That is pretty impressive. The Caps currently have the eight best odds at landing number one overall. So are you telling me there's a chance? I'm telling you there's a chance. Where Canadian phenomenon Connor Bedard is widely expected to be selected first. With the eighth best odd, Washington has a 54.4 chance at staying put, but also could find themselves ending up with a first round pick outside of the top eight. So even if it isn't Bedard, there are some really great picks or great uh, players that are going to be involved high up in the draft that the Capitals could get and, you know, help this team in years to come. And this is what we've all been talking about and hoping for for so many years. If you look back at the history of the NHL draft, you'll find the Caps' chances of landing the number one pick are not completely unrealistic. However, they will be certainly need some luck for the lottery gods and perhaps Lord Stanley himself. So it is possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you best believe if they get Connor Bedard, there will be an episode. I don't care if it's on a Sunday afternoon or, you know, whatever day it is, I will be very excited and I'll be telling you all about it. So if, if they can find a way to get Connor Bedard on this team, my mind would be blown. And as a Caps fan, yours should be blown as well. Beginning in 2022, the NHL changed its lottery system, allowing teams to move up as many as 10 spots. Thus, only 11 of the 16 teams who missed the playoffs would have a chance at the number one overall pick. The NHL also made it so a team can only win the draft lottery a maximum of two times in a five-year span. So those teams, it's not awarding teams to play poorly just so they can get great draft picks all the time. I understand it's the lottery system, but... 
there are some teams that are actively involved in tanking on purpose. And what do I mean? You take a look at the Blue Jackets, you take a look at the Ducks, you take a look at the Blackhawks, these teams that realized earlier on this season, we're out of it. We may as well just tank and try to get the best picks as, you know, as, as great as we can possibly do that. But, you know, one of the things is, is you take a look at the Blue Jackets, for example, they were a team that, you know, the final weeks of the season, uh, one of the things I was listening to on the power play on NHL radio is he said, I challenge anyone to name one of the players that's out on the ice right now. They were all AHLers and ECHLers. Um, so, you know, some teams are actively involved in this, you know, we're out of it. We may as well make the best of it and really tank. Uh, so, you know, that is why they're starting to put rules and stuff in place. So those things um, don't happen. Although having the eighth best odds is not a great place to be if you want to move into the top five. Here is a breakdown of where some of the NHL teams have moved up from the eighth spot in the lottery over the years. In the first year of the NHL's new lottery system, the Red Wings held the eighth best odds for the number one pick, but ultimately stayed put at number eight. Back in 2017, the Dallas Stars held the eighth best odds with a 5.8 chance of winning number one pick and jumped to number three overall. Dallas ultimately drafted Miro Haskinen at number three. In 2011, the New Jersey Devils held the eighth best odds with a 3.6 chance of winning the number one pick, ended up drafting Adam Larson at number four. In 1999, the Rangers received from the Blackhawks, held the eighth best odds with a 3.7 chance at winning number one pick, ended up with drafting Pavel Brendel. So taking a look at it, you know, the, the potential of the Caps hitting it big is there. I mean, I'm not going to say it is going to happen. The 2023 NHL draft class is considered to be one of the deepest classes in recent years, highlighted by the likes of Bedard, Adam Fantelli, Matt Fayette, Mitchkoff, Leo Carlson, and Zach Benson. With a little bit of luck, Washington could find their way into the top five and grab one of the league's top prospects. So even if it isn't Bedard, there are some huge names in this year's draft, and the Caps could get a lot better, a lot younger. Uh, so it is exciting they have that draft capital that I mentioned earlier. Washington has not owned a top five pick in the draft since 2007. We all recall what occurred in 2004 when the Capitals climbed to the very top, drafting that guy who knows one thing or two about hockey, Alex Ovechkin. So the Capitals definitely could stand to be much better in years to come, and they could really strike it rich uh, at this year's um, draft, the draft lottery. It is so exciting, and as Caps fans, you should be so excited about the prospects of what could be. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about some of the players in this year's draft. Who are they? If you're not familiar, we'll talk about them straight ahead. Drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the very best stars for your team? If you're building your talent roster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast in an Indeed suite of powerful hiring tools like matching, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employees find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. 
So don't waste your time going through paper applications. That is, you know, that's the old school way of doing it. You need Indeed. It makes hiring so much easier. Indeed knows what you need and what you need for your business going forward. You have to make every dollar count. That's why you need Indeed. You only pay for quality applications that must, that have your must-have requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Again, it's Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and follow or subscribe to Locked On Capitals today as I have some bigger guests this summer, Mike Vogel and John Walton, just to name a couple here. Uh, So make sure and subscribe today so you can be in the know when it comes to this show and the big guests that'll be on here. In this next episode, or in this next uh, segment here, we are going to talk about some of the big names in this year's draft. And there are some big, big names in there. Make no mistake about it. And the biggest one by far is Connor Bedard. The best prospect in years, no doubt. And he showed that with one of the best world juniors of all time with an elite shot. Excellent heads-up vision and a level of tenacity you're not used to seeing from a smaller prospect. Bedard packs a strong punch. His wrist shot is dangerous, accurate, and deceptive, allowing him to score at will. His historic run at the World Junior Championship proved he's too good for his own age group and should have no issue adjusting to the next level. It's worth noting that while Bedard mainly plays center, he spent the past two uh Uh, world juniors uh, on the wing. So there is a flexibility there. The past two seasons at the WJC's on the wing. Uh, Could you imagine Connor Bedard as the next center for the Capitals? It's kind of mind blowing, but uh, if you think about it, I think that he could fit into the Capitals plans just fine. And, you know, everything that I'm hearing about him in the video that I've seen of him is that he is, has this skill set of an NHLer, where he's at right now. Like I I believe, and I don't often say this, but I believe you could plug and play him in most any NHL team. And I think that he would play nearly flawlessly. Do I think the Capitals would be very lucky to get someone like him? You better believe it. Any team in the NHL, whoever it is, is going to just be beside themselves. They have, will have definitely won the lottery, uh, literally, you know, ching, 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 you know, money coming out of the bottom of the machine, except this is going to be Connor Bedard and whoever that is, it is going to be exciting. I wish it could be the Capitals. And like I talked about in the first segment, stranger things have happened. So number two is Adam Fantilli, Center, University of Michigan. Fantilli would have, has a robust case to become the first overall pick in most other years prior to joining Canada's world junior team. Fantilli was near the top of the NCAA scoring race and even led at the first two months. From an, a first-year draft-eligible standpoint, Fantilli has had one of the best seasons since Jack Eichel in 14-15. He has good size, can be... He can be tough. He can be tough off the puck and doesn't overextend himself trying to be everything at all times. He had a quiet world juniors, but Bedard set the bar too high. 
don't be worried. So Adam could definitely be a number one pick, uh, you know, any other year. It's just that Connor Bedard is that good. Um, so it is an interesting, you know, draft class. And there is some elite talent. This article here was in the daily face-off. So, you know, just taking a look at the players that are involved here, uh, you know, the center position, as I look at this, it's mostly the forward positions. And uh, what is one of the things that the Capitals were looking to uh, to make better the top six it was the forwards, the center, that kind of thing. So if the Capitals could get someone like one of these young players on the team, I think that that would be greatly beneficial. That is for sure. Metfei Mishkov, the next one center from Sochi, the KHL, perhaps the most controversial figure in the draft and not for his on-ice talent is Mishkov. He signed to a KH deal until 2026, which alone hurts his stock, but an early season injury resulted in a later start to the season. And after going pointless in three games with the SKA St. Petersburg, he was sent down to the VHL, the Russian equivalent of the AHL. He scored at nearly a point per game pace and was clearly too good for a second tier action and was loaned out to Sochi to finish the year. He scored in his second game with Sochi and had four uh, goals in his first eight games, instantly finding his groove on the worst team in the KHL by far. It wasn't that long ago that Mishkov was deeply considered the biggest challenger to Bedard to go first overall, and I still believe the skilled forward can be an incredible NHLer. We'll just have to wait a while to witness him realize his potential. Leo Carlson has made an incredible push for third, but I'm holding strong with Mishkov. And if you take a look at these players and read into them, I mean, there's not a lot of separation between any of them. They are all elite players. If the Caps could get any of the players that I'm going to talk about tonight, they would be the most lucky. Of course, we're hoping for Bedard. Of course, every team out there is hoping for Bedard, but it, it, it's a long shot. I get it. But, you know, why not the Capitals? Why not? At number four, Leo Carlson Center, uh, one of the biggest risers inside the top 10 this year. Carlson had a season to remember. He's putting around at just over a half a point per game in the SHL, which is rare for any U18 player. He then had six points at the World Juniors while playing a middle six role, which in most years would be considered highly impressive by a draft prospect. Carlson is six foot three, allowing him to hold his own physically against men. He's extra dangerous around the net too. Um, so that's what they're talking about with these guys is guys that don't get driven off the puck very easily. If you take a look at Connor McMichael, for example, Hendrick Slapierre, what is one of the things that they've told them to do is bulk up because the one knock on these younger guys is usually they don't have that size to them. Um, and it, it, when they get entered into the NHL, they're exposed, their size is exposed because one of these big guys that's a plane out there is just going to push them right off the puck. So despite the fact of how great they play in the respective leagues when they're not in the NHL, once they make it here, their weakness and their size is exposed. So it is advantageous for these guys to bulk up at a younger age. So the transition between their respective leagues that they're playing in now in the NHL is a flawless transition. Um, so, you know, you take a look again, Connor McMichael, he, you know, his first time here in the NHL, he struggled as he was getting pushed all around this past season. He bulked up a bit. That would be, you know, sound advice for any of these uh, younger guys going forward. So those are just, that's the top five that we're looking at. 
um, here. So the last one here is Zachary Benson. Benson played with quality players throughout his time in Winnipeg, but don't get it mixed up. He's the one creating much of the damage. Only Bedard has more points over the past three years in the U18 WAHLers, and Benson has played at over a point per game through his entire tenure. He plays at a high pace and incredible straight line speed, a high compete level, and handles the puck well as anyone in his age group. It's not hard to be impressed when watching Benson with the puck on his stick, and he's easily one of the smartest players in the draft. And that's one of the things just from reading and doing research on this show is, you know, talking about the intelligence of these players. I'm not saying that the players of from before weren't intelligent, but there is just a high intellect that I hear mentioned in all these players. And it's just, you know what I think it is? It's just been a dedication to studying the, the hockey more than in years past. And also, um, you know, concentrating on nutrition and physical fitness that, you know, these players at that age are in peak condition uh, that you maybe maybe didn't see like 20 years ago. So I think that that is what is advantageous. And if you take a look at these players, the top five that I mentioned here, they mention their intellect and how great of skaters they are and how they're able to see the rink that great. And they see plays kind of just playing out before them you know, maybe then better than they have in years before. And, but it just seems like this class, this year's draft is stacked. So that's what I'm saying. No matter what the Capitals have, you know, whatever they get, if they're in the draft lottery, they will be lucky to get one of the players that I mentioned. Even if it's a little bit below this, I still think that puts them uh, in a really good position going forward. All right, so after the break here, we're going to talk about what else do the Capitals need to do between now and the start of next season. We know that the draft is what we're talking about in the show, but what else do they need to do? What do they need to do at free agency to make this team competitive so we can start talking about winning games instead of, you know, what could have been, what should have been. Let's talk about what the Capitals should do so they can be competitive once again. We'll talk about it straight ahead. The things that annoys me is when I'm trying to get tickets to an event and they're sold out, that is why you need game time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped over the fun that you will have. What are some of the things that I like about game time? Flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find, buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of the seat views. This is important so you can visualize what your event's going to look like with this technology. The lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection. That is why you need Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So in the first two segments, I was talking about the Capitals at the draft. A big date this summer, the draft lottery and the draft itself, two huge dates the Capitals need to mark down on their calendars. As NHL fans and Capitals fans, you need to mark those down because no matter who they pick in that lottery, it is going to be epic. 
Make no mistake about it, but there are other things that the Capitals need to look at going forward, and that is in free agency, these big dates before the start of next season. And who are some of the players that, you know, are kind of question marks? We talked about Kuznetsov, uh, we, you know, different players that could be potentially on the move. But then you take a look at what UFAs are on this team, and there's not a lot of impact players. You know, Connor Sherry, for example, I'm resigned to the fact that Connor Sherry played his last season with the Capitals. The question now is, what players do they go out and get to get better because we've known what they've seen on the ice this past season and it hasn't been that great. And, you know, the draft will fix certain things, but it's not going to fix everything. I think one of the things that the Capitals need to prioritize, which I've spoke on this show this last few shows, is re-signing Tom Wilson to a new deal. Got to get it done. The future captain of the team, make no mistake about it. Evgeny Kuznetsov, if he wants out of D.C., I say give him what he wants. Get him out of D.C., But then the question is, once you start to kind of move those pieces around, say you get Wilson under a new deal, say Kuznetsov, you know, and Mantha get traded out to another team, how is this team going to be competitive before the start of next season? Say they strike it rich and they get that really great draft pick. A draft pick, depending on who it is, might not be NHL ready. They might be spending some time in AHL. Hey, stranger things have happened. Maybe they end up getting one of the top five guys that I mentioned, and he is ready right right away for the NHL. That would be a great scenario. But as it stands right now, just taking a look at the central position alone, um, who you know uh, is Backstrom going to be ready to go next season? Uh, Brian McClellan's comments kind of lent themselves to question marks. He said that it's ultimately up to him what his future is. Uh, so questions abound. Is it going to be Connor McMichael's year next year? We've heard for the longest time that this team needs to get younger, and they can do that. Say they get uh, some great young talent this year at the draft. That is putting you in the right direction. But you also have some really great talent down in Hershey as well. McMichael, LaPierre, Vinny Iario, Beck Malenstein. You know, there's just a litany of different players down in Hershey that could potentially ostensibly be ready for the caps by the start of next season. So I think that the arrow is pointing up all things considered for this team, but there is going to have to be some big movement this off season. Of course, like I spoke of earlier, the first thing that needs to get taken care of is the head coaching position. If it's Helpern, if it's Spencer Carberry, I'm kind of leaning towards Carberry just because he has a good rapport with some of the younger players and he's not opposed to getting younger. That was the biggest knock with LaViolette and Barry Trotz is they, they weren't too keen on having young players. So if they could get someone like a Spencer Carberry that has a rapport with a Connor McMichael, um, you know, is familiar with who they are, I think that that would really help. And that's going to be the biggest things this summer is the draft. I think that the Capitals really have to knock it out of the park. Ross Mahoney and his crew really need to be dialed in and Brian McClellan as well. And just, you know, get draft someone, you know, in that lottery, if they can move up some, that would be so great to kind of bring this team back to what it used to be. I mean, if you think back when they drafted Ovechkin, how it revolutionized hockey in DC, this team needs a hockey revival. I hate to get religious on you, but they need a hockey revival in this city, uh, similar to when they drafted Alex Ovechkin those many years ago. It is possible the Caps are in a great position, the best position they've been in in the draft in since 2014. Can they capitalize on this? That would be the big thing here. So 
going forward, I, I just think that those are the big things. They really need to knock it out of the park at the draft. Uh, the draft lottery, you know, it's a lottery, so it's not, you know, an exact thing of where you're going to be. And then they need to draft well in the draft itself, the you know, in making the great picks. And I know that Ross Mahoney and his crew have always just knocked it out of the park there. But then, uh, you know, in July, when it's free agency, is to whatever players have played their last game in Washington, it is time to replace them. And they need to make some big moves out there. If you think about the moves that Brian McClellan has made in the past, if you think back on Orpic and Niskanen and how much that changed the caps, uh, you could definitely say that Orpic and Niskanen were instrumental in the Caps winning the Stanley Cup in 2018. They need something similar to that right now. I know that the Caps' blue line seems pretty buttoned up right now, and there's not a lot of open seats left. I still think that a trade could be possible. Even though these guys are under contracts, it is still possible that you could trade them to other teams. Uh, Because if I take a look at the blue line right now, I'm meh on it. I'm not like pumped about it. Like when they hired, when they um, signed Aniskanen and Orpic, I was enthusiastic about the prospects of what the Caps blue line looked like. I think that Brian McClellan needs to make a similar move like that once again to just get everyone excited about how this team's going to go, how they're going to do. That's just on the blue line. And then I think they need to pick up that really big name forward out there, you know, just a real marquee name out there to, to, to have some more multi-dimensional scoring out there. It cannot be Alex Ovechkin alone. If we look at the season before it was Kuznetsov and Wilson were in the top three scoring a lot of goals this past season. It was Alex Ovechkin was the one that was carrying the bulk of the mail for this team. That can't be the case. We need more scoring. And I understand that Wilson missed a good chunk of the season. So knock on wood, if he can play through the entire season, maybe he can be in the top three again, but they still need that marquee name that can score many goals uh, to help this team get pushed in the right direction. We're, we're closing in on the end of the Ovechkin era. We want to make the most of it. We want Ovechkin to reach his goal total, which is passing Gretzky, of course, but we also want to you know, honor what he wanted as well as winning a couple more cups on this team. And I think it is possible, but this team is really going to um, have to be dialed in and they're going to be able to play that next level after they draft some great players, after they pick up some great players and maybe push some players out of here that don't belong here or don't want to be here. And I think that is the capital's keys for success. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Make sure and follow Locked On Capitals on your podcatcher of choice. If it's on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever, that way you will be in the know when the new episodes are out and on the Capitals. And then when you're done there, hop on over to YouTube and hit that subscribe button so we can see those subscribers go up, up, up. And I have you guys to thank. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it is your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.